are into fantasy football and you've been looking for a podcast that can take you to the next level. This is the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Bendy and Trey Burris. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Football is back. Okay, it's the preseason. Guys are trying to prove themselves, figure out if they're going to make the roster. And us fantasy players, we're trying to figure out who's going to make our roster. So sit down, pay attention to 10 lessons we have learned from the preseason. How? Are you ready? Let's go! We are back welcome back to the fourth and flex fantasy football podcast i'm vandy that guy's trey and the time the time is now buddy what's going on man you know we got through week one of preseason you know and i know a lot of people you know are like ah preseason whatever but i mean we take uh we look at everything every little piece of any football information we can get especially right now when we're coming up on the season and we got some takes from the preseason you know and it might be some of them might be a little overhyped but we're excited to see what we saw and and uh, we got some stuff to talk about exactly exactly and that's why we're going through 10 lessons we have learned from the preseason baby before we get into those lessons uh we gotta hear from our friends over at manscaped that's right baby manscaped big things going on over at manscaped man they got all kinds of good stuff over there but but something i feel like i need to talk about and and you've heard me talk about it before it's that ball deodorant and that crop preserver ball toner a good mixture it's hot it's sticky it's sweaty before you put your manscaped boxers on go ahead and hit you with some of that ball deodorant man it really makes you feel not so nasty and sweaty and then you know what you pack that little crop preserver with you and just a little spritz in the bathroom and man i'm telling you what bro you're gonna be fresh all day no matter how hot you are i can tell you from experience yes sir yes sir and for you to be able to tell somebody from your experience go to manscape.com use the promo code superflex20 you're gonna get 20 percent off and free shipping buddy go to manscape get you some stuff tell them fourth and flex sent you baby Contract stuff going on over here. Finally, the news has come in. Dalvin Cook has signed with the Jets. What do you think, man? Is this a good move or what? Yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cook agreed to a one-year deal worth up to $8.6 million. Um, It's a good deal for Dalvin. Uh, It's a good move for Dalvin. It's a good move for the Jets. Is it a good move for fantasy? That's not a good idea for me. Um, you know, it's just with Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Now, maybe the reason they signed Dalvin Cook is because Brees Hall's injury is more than we're looking at. Um, and Dalvin Cook's going to get the bulk of everything. And I'm okay with that. Um, if that happens, like if I want anybody on this backfield right now in my draft, I'm taking Dalvin Cook. Mm. Um, because I think that the signing of Dalvin Cook is saying that Brees Hall's injury is not, you know, he can't be the, the number one guy and take over. Because why would they need Dalvin Cook if he could? 
But see, that's the thing is I, I feel I read that Brees Hall will be ready for week one. So it's really not making a lot of sense. I guess they want to do a two-headed monster here. Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook. It just doesn't make sense to me because I feel like both of these guys are are are, are running backs that are just uh, going to try to lead the charge for this team. And you get both of them there. It just doesn't feel like it fits right, you know? Yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cook is known to take, you know, 98% of the snaps. So, I mean, that's what he does. And, and you know, may, maybe they're worried about uh, these running backs and all these injuries that keep coming up. Um, and they're trying to just weigh the workload. And, and they want to win now. They want to go to the Super Bowl now. And they're like, let's just get two workhorse backs and not put so much work on them so they stay healthy all year long. I mean, maybe it's a tactic that we haven't seen yet that, that will really produce for this team, but it's not going to produce for fantasy in that sense to the level I want it to. Exactly, buddy. Exactly. It, it just, it scares me. It makes me not want to touch either one of these guys, really. I mean, I don't know if I want any Brees Hall or Dalvin Cook. Like I said, the way I look at it is is I'd be willing to take Dalvin Cook, but I'm not taking him where he was going when he didn't even have a team. It had to be later than that. Um, hmm. Right around his brother probably is where I'd be looking at him. Okay, okay. I mean, we've been talking up old Dalvin for a while now, so it kind of sucks like that he went to that team. It just it just feels like a just a, a knife in the back of all fantasy owners. No doubt, no doubt. And I got him in a best ball league, so I've got to ride with him there. Yeah. Um, but I got a value out, out of him because he didn't have a team. I think I got him in the eighth round or something like that, which is about where I feel like I, I might try to take a look at him, you know, especially for like a, a zero RB type situation. Um, I could see someone, you know, grabbing Dalvin Cook in the later rounds and hoping he has the majority of the snap count um, and still putting up numbers because that's what Dalvin Cook does. But Brees Hall is still there, man. And if Brees Hall is actually fully healthy and ready to go, it, it's going to be um, tough on that field. And now it is my yearly reminder to tell you guys, don't draft before so far from the season, man. You need to be drafting right when it's time, man. A week before, maybe something like that, man. Come on. Because, uh, I mean, there's probably guys that got a lot of good value out of Dalvin Cook, though, being that he's, you know, still going to be a main guy on that running back squad. Um, but I'm just saying, man, like now your Brees Hall shares, what have happened to those? I was just about to say, and there's a lot of guys who lost a lot of value in their Brees Hall picks. You know, some guys grabbed him in round three Oof. and now it feels like a, a wasted pick almost. So wait till it's closer to draft. Jeez. Unless you're doing a slow draft or something like that. I mean, you just, you just wait, just wait. Yeah, and, uh, and also, you know, uh, Zeke Elliott got his bag, man. Uh, One-year deal with the Patriots. Um, includes a $3 million base salary and a $1 million signing bonus. That can be worth up to $6 million with incentives. Um, how do you feel about this? Okay, so so the way that I look at the Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook thing, it feels completely opposite here with the Zeke and Ramondre thing. I'm not worried about Ramondre Stevenson's uh, value. I mean, I, I'm I'm not taking Zeke, so um, there's that. But I'm just I'm not worried. I still would grab Ramondre maybe a round later than I normally would, but I'm still going to grab him up. Yeah, well, here's the deal. Um, you know, I, I agree with you, and, and uh, Zeke signing. Not everyone will agree with you, so it's gonna, um, in my opinion, make Ramondre's value go up because he's gonna fall in some leagues because people are gonna stay off him, and you can get him later. 
you'll be able to take him around later because of this. But I agree. I don't worry about it all. Um, I think, you know, this. we knew this team was going to sign another running back to be behind Ramondre um, out of the guys that were out there on the free agent market. Ezekiel Elliott is the best one, in my opinion, for fantasy because I think he's just not going to take much work from Ramondre. Um, you know, he probably will get a couple touchdowns that Ramondre could have had. Um, but I think Zeke is just, you know, just filling in, just being that guy to, uh, to give Ramondre a water break, basically, and it's not going to be anything fantasy relevant. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I could. I mean, I guess I could see Zeke maybe stealing a couple of goal line touchdowns away from Ramondre, but I, I, I really think it's going to be to give him a rest. And and I'm really not worried about Zeke doing anything crazy. You know, I mean, he he did kind of maybe do. He started off a little better last year than I thought he was gonna, but in the end. He was Zeke, and that's why the Cowboys let him go. Dude was too expensive. But uh, how about Zeke? Just always finding a way to get a bunch of money. Yeah, man. You know, I actually saw a meme earlier, and it was a guy who was like, uh, you know, uh, hey, I'm still here. I'm ready to go. What are we doing? Uh, and talking about Fournette, man. You know, Fournette's still out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, what top top 12 running back last year? I mean, uh, or the year before? I mean, he's still out there. Um, and so is Kareem Hunt. You know, these guys are looking for their teams. I really expected Kareem Hunt. Um, to fall in one of these places here, you know, maybe that um, opens him up to kind of lean more towards the Saints because I know he had met with the Patriots and everything like that. Um, but you know, it, it's tough for those guys and and for somebody like Zeke to get the bag. I mean, hey, good for you, Zeke. <laughs> no kidding, no kidding, buddy. <laughs> but we are here for a reason, my friend, and that is to talk about this preseason that everybody has been jawing on about. I've heard a lot of good things. I've seen some crazy stuff. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and jump in to the first thing that I have learned from the preseason, and that is Jameer Gibbs is going to be worth his ADP. Okay. I mean, from what I've seen from this guy, they're, they're wanting to get him the ball. He's, he's picking up blocks. He's doing great things that you want to see that, that, that some, uh, running backs who have been in the league for a long time, you still aren't seeing he's doing things that he should be doing. And, uh, I think that it's a good grab Jameer Gibbs. I mean, we didn't, it's just a small sample size. All, everything we're talking about is going to be small sample sizes of people doing things. So it's hard to really tell, but in my eyes, from what I saw is that they want to use this guy and they're looking at different ways and seeing what he's good at. Yeah, man, it's definitely very easy to overreact in the preseason, and we're trying not to do that, but we're also trying not to underreact to anything that we saw. Um, and Jameer Gibbs, man, he he looked competent on the field, and, and he looked exciting, and uh, it made me want to draft him more um, just for the couple plays that I watched, man. You know, uh, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do this year. Um, and you're getting him a little bit later. You know, I know a lot of these people are big on Bajan. Um, you know, he's going in the first round, though. If, if that's a little too much for your uh, taste, you know, wait a couple rounds. Get you some Jameer Gibbs. I think he's going to produce. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and I just want to point out, I've been on this Jameer Gibbs train for a while. So starting to look like your boy might know what he's talking about every once in a while. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but uh, one of my big takeaways from the preseason week one um, has to be, um, you know, we just talked about a little bit about it, but the Jets running back depth, man. You know, you've got Dalvin Cook, you've got Brees Hall, and then you've got this man coming in in the preseason game, Israel Abanikanda. Okay, this dude looked beautiful on that field. He had 12 carries for 56 yards, 
three receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. And I don't know if you saw that beautiful spin move, but he looked quick on his feet and ready to go. I mean, this backfield is loaded. It scares me for fantasy, but it really scares me for the Jets going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not calling it now, but man, that backfield looks intense. Yeah, that's, I mean, I hear you. The running back room is just getting better and better. Um, They definitely have depth. They have depth. That spin move you're talking about was dirty, boy. That thing was dirty, man. When homeboy freaking spin, made dude break his ankles, dude didn't know what was going on. He didn't see mm-hmm. the dude. He's like, what, what, where'd it go? Where'd it go? <laughs> Boom. Touchdown, baby. Touchdown. No Insane. doubt, man. And, you know, they got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the, the Jets are really stacking. Uh, I mean, they're if they were a dynasty league, they're in win-now mode. I mean, they're doing everything they can to get to the Super Bowl. So we'll have to see how it pulls off. But I know Gary V um, will be big and proud. Shout out, Gary V. <laughs> Shout out to your boy, Gary V. Yeah. No, I think it's all going to come down to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's older. He, we saw the accuracy dip. You've probably heard me say that a million times, but that's okay. If Aaron Rodgers can be the accurate Aaron Rodgers that we have known for years, the two time MVP a couple years ago, if he can be that guy, I just do not see how the Jets don't make at least a deep playoff run. No doubt, no doubt. And maybe and maybe even just thinking about it, maybe Dalvin Cook's more of a pass catching back. They're trying to use him like that because you know he can do it. Um and Brees Hall's more on the ground kind of deal. Maybe they try to set up something kind of like uh, you know, McKinnon at uh Kansas City, um, you know, something like that, Pacheco McKinnon style, you know. I yeah. don't know. No, I could see that. I could see that. I'd like to see that. I would almost uh I feel like that makes sense. Brees Hall is kind of the bigger back, you know. He could be that third down, smash through the runners, and then Dalvin comes out doing a little play action. I like it. I like it. Um, But let's move on to another lesson that I have learned from the preseason, and that is that there are some solid-looking rookie quarterbacks, man. Solid-looking rookie quarterbacks. We did see a lot of bad rookie quarterbacks with C.J. Stroud and uh, Bryce Young had his moments, but we saw him get sacked a lot. But again, that could come down to uh, the Jets defense that was looking so great. Um, But what about old Sean Clifford for the Packers, man? 230 plus yards and uh, 80.3 passer rating. I mean, dude look Dude looked good, man. I mean, he did throw an interception, man, but dude was stepping up in the pocket. He was making the throws. Just, just Dirty work with Sam Sean Clifford and uh and then Clayton Toon over on Arizona, man. He went 13 to 23 for 135 yards. I mean, he looked good too. I mean, I would say he even looked better than uh Colt McCoy over there, man. Ch- uh Clayton Toon, Arizona. Check him out, man. Threw for 135 yards, but he wasn't on the field a ton. And then, of course, how can I continue this list without talking about the Georgia Bulldog conference champion Stetson Bennett, man, over on the Rams. 17, hang on, I got 17 of 29 for 191 yards and an 89.9 passer rating. The dude looked good. And when you when you're an older guy, when you're going to the NFL, you're a little more poised. You know, you've been in the league longer. I mean, not not the league, but football longer. Um, and when he was on that field, man, he just sat back. I, I watched several plays and I watched some breakdowns of the plays. And no matter what the coverage was, they were blitzing, whatever. He just looked poised in the pocket, sat back, got his pass off. Nothing shiny, um, but he, he got out there and he made plays. And that's what you want in a quarterback. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Stetson Bennett. I like it. I liked what I saw. I liked what I saw, buddy. 
Yeah, man, it's it's crazy that uh you know these guys that um nobody's really talking about that that fell late in the draft um are actually showing up in preseason and these guys you know like Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud um really didn't have a great turnout. So uh you know like I say you can't believe everything you see in preseason um but it's definitely something to think about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like it. Um, but moving on to the next thing that I learned from the preseason would have to be Tyquan Thornton is a sleeper. Um, you know, I've, I've said this a couple of times before. I'm not saying he's going to be some major wide receiver that's, you know, going to finish top 10 or anything like that. But you need to draft this dude. I mean, you could probably get him with your last pick. Um, he's a second year out of Baylor on a team with his competition is Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster, guys who have proven that they really aren't wide receiver one material. Um, he's going to be someone to lock down, I think, mostly in PPR, full PPR formats. I really think that they're going to target him in the short yardage game. Um, he had a beautiful catch, man, when they threw it to him. He jumped up way high, one of those big go-up-and-get-it type plays, um, and he got it, man. He got it with the effort, and I'm just really excited to see this guy, man, on a team that struggles um, with having competent wide receivers. Tyquan Thornton looks uh, really good out there. I agree, man. I agree. And a beautiful pass by Z- Bailey Zappi also Mm -hmm. to throw that out there. We're just talking about the, uh, I guess he's not a rookie anymore, but the, the younger quarterbacks for sure, man. Uh, But yeah, dude, big body receiver, tall, lanky, kind of reminds me of a T Higgins type player, you know, kind of that same body type, man. Yeah. He got up and went, he got that ball, man. And dude, that was beautiful, man. I tell you what, you have been talking about Tyquan Thornton all off season. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. And you know what? I haven't heard anybody else say anything about him, man. So bravo to you, man. I will say this, probably because that pass was so beautiful, we might be seeing him rise in the ADP a little bit. No doubt, no doubt. And not, and like I said, I'm not saying, you know, draft this dude and start him up immediately, but put him on your bench, watch the first couple of weeks, and don't see if you don't start him by week three or four. <laughs> I mean, who else over there? They got Devontae Parker. I mean, who else over there do they have? Jacoby Myers is gone. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think he's going to be the, the the deep ball kind of guy, which he's known for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they tried to put him in, in a big role at Kansas City. I mean, he did okay. Um, nothing spectacular. I really think that, um, you know, uh, targets, 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 it's going to be Tyquan Thornton, man. Uh, mm. I just think he's going to get uh, the the majority of the target share on this team. I like it. I like it, buddy. Outside of maybe Ramondre. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, but let's move on to another lesson that I learned from the preseason. And that is, Derek Carr is being completely undervalued. (laughs) Derek Carr, man, came out and showed up and showed out, baby. Dude was looking great. He looked like he was just, he had every, like, I feel like the coaching was just there for him. Like, it's exactly what he was looking for. Plus, dude, you seen how ripped Derek Carr is looking, man? I feel like this guy's been working on himself, working on his game, and he's like, you know what? The Raiders didn't want me. Okay, Okay. And you know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing a little Drew Brees coming out of this guy. And you know what that means? Alvin Kamara, which we saw in the preseason, dude. Running out, short throws, catches, PPR, eat your heart out. Alvin Kamara might be back after that three-game suspension. It kind of scares me for Jamal Williams, but I wasn't really riding that Jamal Williams train anyway but it is really making me want to grab him back because when Jameis Winston was over there, it really wasn't, uh, you know, it really wasn't working out over there, but, but 
Michael Thomas resurgence is looking good, baby. Maybe, maybe. Michael Thomas, if you can stay healthy, you know what I mean? No doubt. Yeah, Michael Thomas got in a little work there. Alvin Kamara, actually, uh, you know, I, I just heard a story, and, and he's rising up in my rankings. Um, you know, apparently he found out that his left or right leg one weighed more than the other one, and that, that was hurting his performance. <laughs> um, you know, so they actually – he fired his trainer. He got a new trainer. They figured all this stuff out. Um, and he says he's back um, to his old self, you know, and they even did a test in, in practice and his numbers don't the numbers don't lie. I mean, he's faster and stronger than he was last year, back to the year a couple years ago. Um, so that excites me, man, especially with Derek Carr popping off like that. And, you know, we've talked about Derek Carr all offseason. I always say that Derek Carr is one of the greats that has never been able to perform to the level that he can. Um, I really think this is the year that he takes off and shows people how good he really is and that he deserves to be talked about with some of those other guys like Aaron Rodgers and, and uh, Tom Brady and all those guys. Now, look, let's not get too crazy and start comparing him to Tom Brady, but I do think that Derek Carr has been undervalued. And again, we have been talking about him all offseason about how he's a deep sleeper quarterback. Um, just don't get crazy, buddy. All I'm saying is that he deserves to be talked in the conversation of one of the greats. <laughs> okay, we're gonna find out, man. He leads the he leads the Saints to a Super Bowl or two. Man, I'm with you, bro. I'm with all you. All right, all right. Um, so another thing that I learned from the preseason has to be that, um, and this is big for fantasy, in my opinion, that the Falcons never have to throw the ball. <laughs> I mean, uh, they are so stacked uh, at running back and, and on the ground. I mean, I don't know if you saw, but their defensive back, D. Alfred, had a 79-yard punt return. They have Cordell Patterson, who already holds the record for the most returns. I mean, this team could win without having an offensive play if they can keep doing that kind of stuff. Um, and on top of that, they got Bajan, they got Algier and Cordero back there. I mean, that, it scares me to have Drake London or Kyle Pitts because this team really doesn't have to throw the ball. I really think with the versatility they have and all these guys that can do it on the ground, I mean, even their defensive backs are doing it. Um, and so that I really kind of want to stay away from there. I think they're going to have 10 throws a game. Hold on. They're definitely going to be throwing the ball. I mean, it may be to the running backs, but they're going to be throwing the ball. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. They don't have to run the ball. They don't have to throw the ball. Um, that would definitely help defenses stack the box and, and stop them. But I, I just, I mean, maybe some play action, but they got to be able to, you know, make them think that there is a chance that they're going to throw the ball. So, um, but man, they do. They got, they, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe they're like, we got Ritter. He's okay. We're not really confident in him. So what we're going to do is we're just going to keep loading up on running backs and, and big body guys up front, man. And we're just going to run our way to at least a conference champion, Chip. Yeah, man, you know, it, it's crazy. It reminds me of Darren McFadden in Arkansas. I mean, everyone knew we were going to run the ball um, because we didn't have anything else. We didn't have a quarterback that could throw. We didn't have any receivers. But you know what? No matter how many times we ran it, Darren McFadden would get yards, man, just because they could not stop him. And, and when you've got different guys coming in, you know, everybody's getting a break. Everybody's getting rest. you got uh, Desmond Ritter who can run himself. Um, not the best thrower, but the dude can scramble as well. I mean, this team's going to have all kinds of different plays to throw at you, and none of them have to be a passing play if they don't need to be. <laughs> man, I tell you what, man, we're talking about everybody in the NFC South except the Buccaneers, and I don't like it. <laughs> but it's I, but it's scary, man. Both of these teams have been impressing me. So, I, gosh, it's going to be crazy, bro. 
No doubt. Um, but let's move on to the next lesson that I have learned from the preseason, and that is the Calvin Ridley hype is real. Okay? Okay. All right. Maybe, maybe. We, we did see, again, the small sample size of things from Calvin Ridley, but it was the same old Calvin Ridley that we saw in Atlanta, and that was the short passes, uh, which is going to be amazing for PPR. Full PPR, I think that Calvin Ridley is going to get over 100 catches for sure this year, and it, it's that's what it's going to be, man, because this guy is like perfected the art of going out, turning around, and catching the ball, going out of bounds. He's going to 13-yard his way all the way down the field, baby, and that is great for PPR. No doubt, no doubt, man. You know, I've got him in my top two wide receivers. I think I've got him at six or seven somewhere in there. I can't remember off the top of the head. Um, but I'm very excited for Calvin Ridley, man. I really think uh, he has a resurgence. You know, you got to remember he was not off due to injury. Uh, he was suspended, so it's not like he's recovering from anything. All he had do all he had was time to do better and get better at his uh, sport. Um, this is going to come in and go crazy. But what I want to ask you is, are you any any bit worried about Christian Kirk and the fact that Zay Jones had more targets than him, or do you think that was just a preseason kind of thing going on? Look, man, it's preseason, okay? They want to make sure the guys that aren't going to get a lot of targets are getting theirs. No, I, I, I'm just kidding. I like Zay Jones, too. But I really think uh, they're going to use Zay Jones as the deep ball threat. But I also think they're going to have Christian Kirk in the slot. So I think either way, both of all these guys, I feel like are going to get enough. Maybe not every week, obviously, but I'm not worried about my Christian Kirk shares. I think Kirk is still going to go out and get his. And Zay Jones will do what Zay Jones has done forever. And that is have a good game here and there where you're like, maybe I should pick up Zay Jones. And then you pick him up and then he does nothing. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that's why I didn't pick up Zay Jones last time. <laughs> I agree with you, man. I agree with you exactly. You can't can't read too deep into the uh, you know the preseason, but uh, it does it does bring up question marks. But nothing I'm worried about. <laughs> Heck yeah! All right, but jumping to the next thing I learned in the preseason uh, so far has to be um, my view on Justin Fields. Now I know if you've watched the show, um, I've talked a lot about Justin Fields and how I'm just really not looking at him, and I'm still not hyped on him. Um, but it does excite me to see DJ Moore and Khalil Herbert both catch a pass, you know, uh, right at the line of scrimmage and run it all the way for a touchdown. Um, because if Justin Fields can do what he does on the ground, plus, you know, just a short little passes like that, and those guys can stay open in the field and run it all the way like uh, down for a touchdown. I mean, that's points for Justin Fields just the same. Um, and that excites me because I just don't believe in Justin Fields passing. Um, but if those guys can break tackles in the open like that, and I mean, it was it was just beautiful, man. That Khalil Herbert run and the DJ Moore run, they almost looked identical. And it was just insane how they just kept pulling it off. Um, and that excites me, man. I'm really excited to see it. I freaking told you, dude. I freaking told you not about Justin Fields, but Khalil Herbert, man. This guy has been dropping late and later and later. Maybe now that we've what we've seen in the preseason, that is going to change a little bit. But I've been talking up Khalil Herbert since like last year, bro. Khalil Herbert is the truth. Look, Chicago said, okay, look, we got this guy, right? He's he's every year that we aren't using him to his full potential, he's getting older. So look, let's ship off old David Montgomery. Let's bring in a good, solid passer, uh, pass catcher that we can get in DJ Moore to uh, scare the guys just enough. 
to where we can get, let uh, Khalil Herbert get a little room to run through those tackles, baby. Uh, the Bears might actually be okay this year, man. I like it. I'm, I agree with you. Yeah, man, I don't want to overreact to the preseason, but uh, Khalil Herbert, where he's going right now in draft, almost looks like a league winner, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. But, uh, yeah, another thing that I have also learned from the preseason has got to be that DeAndre Swift is going to get work, my friend. DeAndre Swift on the Eagles, we saw him. Did you see that dirty, dirty spin move that he placed on that guy, dude? Breaking angles already, man. Yeah, man. And uh, the only thing that worries me with that is, is you know, taking away from guys like Dallas Goddard and Devonta Smith, you know. Um, if he's going to be involved in the passing game as well, um, you know, and I said that before, uh, you know, that's that's where I think uh, he thrives um, in the passing game. And and this team that, you know, you you hate them because they run so much. Um, so it does scare me a little bit for the receivers, but I do like that uh, DeAndre Swift is going to get some work and be fantasy relevant. That's right. That's right. The Lions fans were glad to get rid of him. I, I like, I, I would probably rather have Gibbs than Swift, but I, I'm just saying, dude, Swifty looked good, man. He looked really good in that game, man. And this list is just a bunch of things that I've been saying for the past three months, my friend, just, just saying. Now, now maybe it is the preseason, and I'm we're overreacting a little bit. I don't know, but a lot of lot of sleepers and and just little nuggets that I've been sprinkling into these drafts, man, are just starting to come to fruition. You know, no doubt, no doubt. Um, speaking of things that are coming to fruition, this has nothing to do with anything you've ever said. Um, my last take from the preseason has to be the young tiny man Deuce Vaughn, five five. Uh, you know, and all he did in the preseason was prove that big things come in small packages because this dude was a menace on the field. I mean, and, and maybe so because he's so small, they can't touch him, man. Uh, he had eight rushes for 50 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he hit a spin that was beautiful. All these guys in the preseason just showing, uh, you know, that Madden uh, play style that they grew up on. You know, we're at that point where these guys are out there uh, hit, doing hit sticks and spin moves just like they did when they were kids. And I'm excited <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, man, the dude. Look, I was watching tape on this guy, man, and uh, he's doing exactly what he's been doing in all the tape I've been watching. him, And it's just boom, move out of the way, move out of the way, this way, that way, this way, that way, dude. And just guys are dropping, man. Uh, of course, there's the injury concern with this guy, but you're going to get him so late that it's probably not going to bother you too much if he, you know, gets hurt halfway through the season. I mean, of course, we don't want anything like that to happen. It's just he's such a little guy, man. It's It scares us for fantasy. Well, we obviously talked about how, you know, we're worried about Tony Pollard taking on all the work. Um, you know, Deuce Vaughn shows that he has the talent to step in and take a little bit of that. I don't know how much fantasy relevance he's going to have. It's definitely somebody I want. I don't know if I'm drafting him, but I'm definitely watching him every week and watching him on my waivers because, you know, if Tony Pollard can't hack it and can't take that um, big role, um, Deuce Vaughn is going to step in and be that guy to cover it because we know it's not Zeke anymore. Um, and man, I'm excited to see it. Injury does worry me because he's such a little guy, but also little guys can escape, man. And then that's what he's doing out there is just escape, escape, escape. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's got them big old thighs, bro. Them, them big thighs that just, you just know he's got a solid base, you know? Yeah, he's short, but he's, 
he's a beefy little dude, man. And, 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 and I, I would, I'm the type of guy that would take a flyer on him and in one of the late rounds, maybe even my last pick. Um, you know what I mean? I just, I like it. I, I like it. Tony Pollard, uh, still coming back from injury. So we don't know how that's going to be at the very least. I would say that he solidified his role as the number two. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, a dude comes through the line, does a little spin move, hits him with a deuce, deuce, and he's gone. (laughs) Deuce, deuce, baby, deuce, deuce. And he's Vaughn. And he's (laughs) Vaughn. He is Vaughn. I like it. (laughs) Awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, The preseason was fire, man. It was some good stuff, man. I'm just so excited that football is back, baby. We are back. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, man, and 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 the expo hyped us up more than ever. I mean, it is coming up. They were doing drafts all over the place. We are here. We are getting things done. Make sure you are subscribed to this channel. Hit the like down there for us, and hit the notification bell because when the season starts and we start spitting facts and fire over here, you're gonna want to be here to hear it. That's right. That's right. Like I said, man, we have been spitting some of this stuff out that we're seeing in the preseason. If you would have been watching our show, these are things that are not new to you. These are things that you would have saw coming. Please leave us a comment down. Those comments help us out a lot. Uh, just give us some love down there in the comments section, guys. Um, and, and don't forget that we are on Patreon now, man. Our Patreon account has launched. And uh, you go to patreon.com slash fourth and flex. You're going to get lineup advice from these two guys whose life is fantasy football. I mean, that's all we talk about. It's all we think about. It's it's the air that we breathe. And that's the kind of people that you want backing you up. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And of course, as per usual, we got merch. We've got so much merch. We were giving it away at the Fantasy Football Expo. Get you some. Get you a shirt. Get you a hat. Get you something beautiful. Uh, man, maybe put it on your wall. I don't know. Maybe rock it down the street. Tell your boys, check out. This is the this is the guys right here. And let me tell you, every guy that come by our booth at the Expo loved those snapback flat bills, man. Everyone wanted one. Get you one so you don't have to want one. You can rep one and rep forth and flex, baby. Let everybody know where you get the best fantasy football advice right here, right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and thank you guys so much for watching. And we shall see thee on the next one. Deuce, deuce. You've been listening to the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Here we go, here we go. If you love anything and everything pro football, then you've found your new home. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, questions and comments at fourthandflex at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at fourthandflex and on Twitter at fourthandflexpod. See you next time on the Fourth and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.